From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A study by Pew Research showed that about 68% of Christians pray daily. There are some who devote themselves to pray seven times per day. The number of times that a Christian prays per day does not necessarily show how devoted you are, but it can be an indicator. We might remember how Paul tells us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If we are praying without ceasing, that probably means that we are really praying more than seven times per day. Prayer is our life. It is what we do between every moment of our lives and also through every moment. If each moment is not honoring God in some way, then we should rethink what we are doing. Rest honors God. Work honors God. Being a friend for someone else is also a way to honor God. There is much in our lives that can draw us toward God, and that much, whatever it is, should be drawing us toward God and honoring God in whatever way that we can. But there is also much in our lives that can lead us astray from prayer and also, consequently, from God. If, if you do not pray every day, is there a specific reason why not? And this is not a question to guilt anyone, because I've been there as well, but there are some reasons that we will be considering that are not necessarily our fault either. Now perhaps you call yourself a committed Christian, but then you realize that you do not sit down to pray as often as you might like. Of course, prayer does not need to be a sit-down prayer. 
But we can talk more about ways that we can pray later on in the summer. Now, last week, we covered the main reasons why we pray. They are pretty important reasons as it helps us to believe in an alternative to the world that we live in. We are told that calling on God is what actually saves us and allows us to have an eternal life with God. And our increased prayer and devotion increases our, our faith and belief in God so that we might do greater works than the works that Jesus did when he walked this earth. Perhaps we all agree that prayer is important, but for, but for some reason we cannot yet get over whatever hurdle it is and actually start praying however consistently we would hope that we would. And I believe that many of us, myself included, would like to think of us as praying more than whatever amount that we do happen to pray. The first reason why we uh, often do not pray is because we do not think that our prayer can make a difference. We're going to cover a few reasons why we uh, do not pray, why we often do not pray. And they are not necessarily reasons that uh, keep us, or they're not reasons not to pray, but they're reasons that often keep us from taking the step to go to prayer. Perhaps they may sound like excuses, but they are really tools the devil uses to make you think that you cannot pray. He wants to use every possible tool to prevent you from forming a close relationship with God, and oftentimes he may invade your thoughts to try to convince you that you are not able or worthy to pray. So here are a few of these reasons. The first reason, again, why we often do not pray is because we do not think that our prayer can make a difference. We think about how our prayer has not been answered before, so there is no reason to think that it would be answered now. We wonder if God is even listening at times, and we may feel like we are too emotional to pray rationally also, because we believe that we, have always, we always have to come to God with a proper attitude, not in the midst of emotion. Or perhaps we start believing that our request must be too small for God. Why would God even care about our small requests when there are so many other people in the world with bigger ones? To unpack that, if your prayer demon is that there is no reason for your prayer to be answered now because other prayers have not been answered, Paul wants to remind you that we need to be persistent in those prayers. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Ephesians six eighteen. There are many possible reasons why prayer might not be answered, and I do not know all the reasons for that. But I do know that whether God has something better in store, whether God cannot do anything about it for whatever reason, 
or if there is no reason at all, God wants us to keep praying. God wants us to keep praying, to be consistent, to not give up on prayer. If we stop praying, we have lost our connection to God. If the enemy gets us to doubt that God is hearing us, or to doubt God's goodness, he can get us to stop praying, and and therefore to lose our connection with God. And this is exactly what he would want. We need to be able to fight this urge and be persistent in our prayer, even when it does not always seem to work. Now, if you feel like you may be too emotional to pray rationally, try reading some of the Psalms or Lamentations. Read about how David prayed while his infant son was dying. 2 Samuel tells us how David prayed to God for the baby, and David fasted and went into his house and stayed there, lying on the ground all night. If this is not an emotional prayer, a prayer where emotion is driving David's response and David's prayer, I don't know what is an emotional prayer. Even if you are filled with emotions that you believe may draw you away from God, emotions just hate or dread or fear or whatever, nothing draws you away from God more than not praying. You can meet God in whatever state you are in, and God surely wants you to. You are never too emotional to pray. Further, we believe that our prayer may not make a difference because we believe that our request may be too small. To, to this, we look to Philippians, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that must mean that if you want to pray to find your keys, for example, do it. If you want to pray for your back pain to go away, do it. If you want to pray for the guardians to win today, you may do that too. Your prayer may or may not be granted. I know I prayed that very day for for keys to be found, and they weren't until two days later. But it happens to all of us, and our prayer, like you said, our prayer may not be granted. The Indian or the guardians may end up losing today, even if we pray that they win. But whether or not our prayer is actually granted, you are meeting God where you are at, with what you are thinking about wherever that is. And you are also being consistent in prayer. You are taking steps to be consistent because you are still coming 
to God in prayer. It does not matter how small or large your request may be. Anytime you come to God, you are drawn closer to God. This is what God wants for us to come to God so that we are drawn closer to God. When we come to God, we call on God through prayer. Now the devil will try to convince us not to pray because God does not care about that little thing that is on our mind. But God cares about each and everything in our lives. If it's important to us, God wants to hear about it. So first, we often do not pray because we do not think that our prayer can make a difference. Second, we often do not pray because we do not know how to pray. We are fearful that we will get it all wrong. We are afraid that our prayer might not be good enough for the great and holy one who deserves only the best. We think that only those who have had specific training should be the ones to pray because they know how to pray well. To that, I simply say, pray anyway. God does not care about the words that you say. God only cares that you are coming to God and coming to God in prayer. If you do not know how to pray, start by praying prayers that are already written in books in the Bible, or perhaps online, they are already written prayers for certain situations that you can use as your own prayer. I've already encouraged us to use some of the Psalms for our own prayer as we've been going through some of the Psalms. And encourage the same with Psalm 8 today. We do not want to let anything stop us from being close to God, and that includes being fearful that we will get our prayer wrong or not pray good enough for God's glory. Sometimes we feel that we do not know how to pray when we are experiencing excessive sorrow, but this also did not stop Job from praying. He still prayed to God often during his time of sorrow, There is also not only one way to pray. We will go more into how to pray in the coming weeks, but that doesn't mean that we do not already know how to pray. Just say, God, and see what spills out. Whether it is anger, emotion, or anything, or even no words at all, it is still prayer. Third, we often do not pray when we feel unworthy. We may feel guilty for having done something wrong, and we need to do something in order to cleanse ourselves, in order to be worthy again to approach God. So we tell ourselves. Now we speak as Habakkuk did in Habakkuk chapter 1. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil, and you cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Peter also believed this. He said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. But Jesus did not go away. He already saw Peter as worthy. And further, prayer is one of the common ways to cleanse ourselves. 
In Psalm 51, we read, Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. In John 15:3, we also read, You were already clean because of the word of God that I have spoken in you. Being clean, unclean or unworthy, then, is not a reason not to pray. Jesus probably would not see us as unworthy if we are face to face with him. He would tell us, you are already clean. And prayer is a tool to make us cleaner anyway, as we read in the Psalms. And finally, we often do not pray when we do not manage our time consistent with our commitment to God. We set other priorities before we schedule time for prayer. And before we know it, there is no time left for God. We give way to neglect because other things take priority, and when we do this enough, our praying spirit can wear off. We no longer feel the need to pray because we haven't prayed in a long time because so much else has taken our time first. And we are being drawn farther from God because we are not renewing ourselves with hope and confidence in God through prayer. We stop taking delight in prayer. If this is why you do not pray, perhaps the hardest step is to just start again. We do not need an hour. We can pray while we do laundry, while we drive, while we exercise, while we watch the Guardians win or lose. Just try saying God and see what comes out. So the first reason that often prevents us from prayer, because we do not think that our prayer can make a difference. Secondly, we often do not pray because we do not know how to pray. Third, we do not pray when we, do not, when we feel unworthy or guilty, like we cannot approach God. And fourth, when we do not manage our time in prayer well, when we let other priorities take our schedules first. Now, Trinity Sunday, which is today, is not so much a day for explanations as it is a day for a reflection on the majesty and mystery of the fullness of God. And this is what Psalm 8 does. We are told that God is mindful. What are human beings that you are mindful of them? Asked the psalmist. We are worthy because God is mindful of us. or That tells us that we are worthy because God is mindful of us. And God has dominion, has given us dominion over the works of God's hands. God gives us abilities and God considers all of us worthy. God considers all of us worthy. So your challenge today is to fight the urge not to pray. Pray anyway. Find something to pray about or just pray. And when something tries to convince you not to pray, recognize it and fight it back, whatever that reason might be. For we can overcome each and every one of those reasons that are in the back of our minds. Sometimes we just have to fight it and say, 
I am going to pray anyway. I am going to connect with God anyway. We need to be able to overcome these hurdles if we are going to be able to pray consistently and confidently. And if you're interested in joining us in our book group on prayer, which starts this Wednesday, we will study prayer even more in depth, and you can pick up a copy of the book in the lounge there. So, let us conclude in prayer. Let us pray. God, we honor this day, the majesty and the mystery of your name. You are both infinite and intimate, known and unknowable, transcendent and transparent. In love, you have made us your own and invite us to join in your divine dance. We will never rest until we rest in you, blessed Trinity, one God forever and ever. Amen. May all glory and honor be to God. Thanks be to God, and amen. Our singing, Lord, Speak to Me, found in our green books, number 593. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com. 
with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.